Hey, 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 how are you doing, everybody? Welcome to Vision Through Broken Glasses. I am Walter Carmichael, your host, and we're just talking about everyday walking life with Jesus Christ. Sponsored by Strong Arm Veteran Emergency Foundation, a faith-based nonprofit assisting veteran women and men who have served in the armed forces. For more information, check them out at www.redeemavet.org or you can call them at 785-341-4642. Now, on to the podcast. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. That's right. We are back another week in this week's topic. We are discussing has man's heart grown cold? That's right. Has man's heart grown cold? When you think about it, when we see what's going on today, um, no one's really, there's a lot of talking, but there's not a lot of listening going on. And I, I only say that not just for the left or the right. If you notice the tension in the air, when people discuss anything, it goes from zero to a thousand real fast. And I'm looking and I'm wondering, people are passing all sorts of information, whether they researched it or not. People are just passing stuff. And it's like, have you ever got a chain letter that, you know, somebody was passing and, you know, it was kind of spam, but, you know, they want you to pass it on. Whether they checked it or not, it just looked good on the outside, but nobody did any homework to see if it was good on the inside. You know what I'm saying? I know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, you know, you know. And you know, in the beginning, you know, when Jesus came along, he was like, hey, this is what you guys need to do. Because... When I look around, I'm asking myself, where is the love? I mean, amongst men, children, every, where's the love? I mean, COVID-19. We got um, the Black Lives Matter thing. Um, and you got people that are taking advantage of something that was done before peacefully and then people are seeking opportunities to do all sorts of stuff and I believe it all goes both ways um, from killings to racial injustice whether you're a woman and there's just injustice all the way around there's 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 no way around it it's happening and um, you know everything that's been done in darkness, God is bringing it to light. So there's another thing to look out for because God, hey, he said, whatever you whisper will be yelled out on the rooftop, on the mountaintop. 
And whatever you try to hide and do, he's going to shine the spotlight on. And I think that's the season we're in where God is um, God is doing his own judgment. But I want to start with something. I, if you got your Bible or your Bible app, you can pause this podcast if you like. And let's go to Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Verse. I think we're going to start at verse 37. And to set it up, um, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and the Sadducees at that point in time were trying to trap Jesus with their words, trying to get him, you know, to catch him up. But Jesus, knowing all, because, you know, he is God. So um, they was like, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on on these two commandments. Now, if we love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, this is a relationship established, meaning that how we talk is different, how we act towards one another would be different, how we speak to one another would be different. Because we are children of God. But when I look around, I'm like, is this how the children of the Most High God act towards one another? At times, I wonder if I'm back in, I wouldn't say high school, maybe junior high, where there's just so much pointing fingers and screaming and hollering and nobody's listening to nobody and then who actually will step in to be a mediator over it all who 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 that is the question but we do have a mediator but is anyone listening to the king of glory so i would like to go to matthew chapter 5 verse 43 through 47 and um, to set you up on this one this is where um, he's talking about our enemies we're talking about our enemies and um, it's just amazing how Jesus spoke and everything he said was right on time and it starts uh verse 33 jesus said you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemies but i say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you in that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, 
for he gives the sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. When I um sit and read this, and many have tried to draw me into the whole the whole mess between the coronavirus, the racial tension and and it's it's just a job just to keep your heart pure because if you don't really think about it once you start talking and going and going and some people i know they even do this thing 24/7 and they're feeding on this. They're feeding on it, feeding on it, feeding on it. But they're not feeding on any word. And my question is, who are we praying for? I mean, if if you pick a team that you want to be on, you're going to root for them, you're going to scream for them, and da-da-da, can't nobody, some, some even ready to fight about their team. Willing to fight. I mean, literally come to blows about the team they're on. But if you really, truly love, when I see the left and the right going at it, how vicious they are, my question is, where is God in all that then? They say, everybody wants to know, well, who you voting for? Which side are you on? I'm on the side of justice. I'm on the side of God. That's who I'm walking with. But people are willing to denounce you as a friend. They're willing to toss you aside if you don't think like them. And... I just choose to walk with him who once was, who is, and still to come. And I really don't understand because, you know, we're so quick to point out somebody else's flaws, something somebody else done. And the thing is this. It's easy to point a finger at somebody when they don't know what you've done behind closed doors. But God knows exactly what we've been doing behind closed doors. Even um, in Matthew um, chapter 7 and 5. And uh, he was talking about judging. And Jesus was saying, don't judge anybody for if you judge somebody, you're going to be judged with the same measure you judge them. And he was talking about the speck, you know, You everybody's looking at the speck in their brother's eye when they're walking around with the log in their own. So he was like, get rid of that log in your eye and then you can come 
help your brother with the speck. You know, in his eye, he's like hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye. Because who is truly without sin? Not one. Not one. Not one of us is without sin. But we're so quick to judge and point fingers and say something's wrong with this one or something wrong with that one. And God didn't make it that way. He didn't make us that way. He didn't make us that way. He told us to pray for those. He told us to pray for those in authority over us because he was the one he puts them up. The guy, he'll, hey, he'll put a king in place, then he'll pull another one down. But God is in control. But I think we've um, forgotten that the king of kings is still running things. And um, if we slow down for a moment, stop screaming, stop yelling, stop spamming, and so self-righteous. It's a lot of self-righteousness going on right now. And just pump your brakes. God commanded us to love. He didn't, he didn't tell you you had to like them to love them, but to love. But if we're all running around like vipers, just biting, 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 biting. Nobody's edifying. Nobody's lifting up. Everybody's out to destroy. By any means necessary to destroy their opponent, whether it's the truth or a lie. Whatever it takes to make them look good and make the other person look bad, that's what we're doing. And it's a shame because God's watching this whole thing and wondering what is wrong with his children. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, um, to give you some perspective, we're about to go old school. I say old school because we're about to go Old Testament. Second Chronicles chapter 7, and we're going to start at verse 12. And roll through 16. And you know, we ain't no telling what we'll run into while we get started here. But this is God talking to Solomon after he got done constructing the temple. And um, let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain fall or command the grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their lands. 
My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever, and I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. Now, I I already know there's somebody saying, well, that's Old Testament, and he was talking about the temple, and that was way back then, and yeah, that's not right now, so... No, that's not right. That's not right. But if we go to First Chronicles, oh yeah, we jumping now. If we go to First Chronicles, chapter six, verse nineteen through twenty, my man Paul, boy Paul was all on it. Paul was all on it, and Paul was like, where is it? Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and has given to you by God? You do not belong to yourselves, for God brought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. It is the temple. So, least we get too uppity with ourselves. Because I know we like to say that we have this intuition and something told me. But, you see, the Holy Spirit's been talking to people for a long time. We like to acknowledge everybody But God, when something happened, we'll thank the universe before we thank God. If something good happened, we'll thank any and everybody before we thank God. But when something happened, the first person we call on, God. And and God, he, he just, it's a relationship. He just don't work that way. For them to get closer and closer to them, to him. He shows himself great and mighty. But like I read earlier, he reigns on the just and the unjust, the evil and the good. But there's a time coming and is at hand where the Lord's going to let his judgment fall on all men. And them that are doing evil, God's going to expose every deed, every word, every act. Because... We're going back to Second Chronicles, and I'm going to start at verse 19, and this is where God, after he told Solomon, you know, if my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray, you know, turn from their wicked ways, he said in verse 19, but if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the decrees and commands I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods... Then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. Remember, our bodies are the temple of God. I will make it an object of mockery 
and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled. They will ask, what did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? And the answer will be because his people abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors who brought them out of Egypt, and they worshiped other gods instead of bowing down to them and bow down to them. That is why he has brought all these disasters on them. When we look at the state of the world, In a few short months, the whole world was on their knees, begging, pleading for help. And the only time it seems that you can get everybody to pray is when destruction happens, when there's something that's so horrific that everybody's like, oh man, we need to pray to God. But just like in the days of old, soon as we pray and there's a little light, then everybody goes back to their own house, to their own way. And as we read the Bible, everything's coming full circle. Everything is coming full circle. And if we're not paying attention, what's really going on around us? I mean, we have to know the times and the season we're living in. Some of us are just running around and, you know, it's like, okay, no big deal. We here. Everything going to be all right. And it's like, okay, well, whatever, you know. And that attitude there is like so nonchalant. When death is at your door, he said he comes like a thief in the night. Who's really ready? Who is really ready? Who is really ready to go? Are you prepared? Whose heart is pure? If he showed up this evening and it was your time, are you ready? Will he say, look at you and said, good and faithful servant? Or would you be just done screaming and hollering and even the saints cussing profanity, cussing this one out, cussing that one out, talking about this side, hate them, don't go with them, screw them, screw that. And I'm like, what? It's amazing to see the mob mentality that's going on all over the world. But it said in the last days, don't let any of this throw you off because it's all supposed to happen in the last days. Mm. It's amazing the time we're living in and I just pray, I just pray. That, um, oh, that, um, mankind, that mankind would, um, 
slow down. Spend less time on social media and more time in his presence. There's a time and a place for everything under the sun. But in everything we do, he said, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Who's praying before they go out? Who's, if you're walking with the love of God in you, you can't even say some of the things you would say to people or even pass them. But when you get so stubborn and self-righteous in your own ways that it would even matter what somebody did as long as you was a part of that group. It wouldn't matter who said what. You would go along with it if that just meant that who you with can win. And that's for both sides. So much hatred. How can you say you love God and spew such venom and evil at one another and then want to bless? I I see people putting on shows and it's just amazing that everybody says they love God but nobody's showing the love of Christ anywhere in it. Everybody wants to win by any mean necessary. But at what cost? What cost? What does it profit a man to gain the world if he loses his soul? So, think about it. Search your own heart. I only came to bring a word of encouragement and to let you know that Jesus loves you. God is watching us. He's watching us to see what we will do. Will his people really pray? Will they come before him seeking an answer? Will they come before him seeking a word? Or will they just run aimlessly in the dark with no direction? But if something happens, they want to call on the name of the Most High to save them. Just think about it. I pray this message blesses you wherever you are in this world because this message fits every nation around the world, not leaving one out, for I know the struggle is real from here to the other side of the globe. So, God bless you. And until next time, I'll pray for you You pray for me. All right, this is the part of the podcast where we do a virtual altar call for salvation. And uh, we just believe in that 
this message touch your heart or is this God was already pulling on your heart to make that change to come into the kingdom I would just like for you to repeat after me Lord Jesus forgive me for my sin I believe that you died and you rose on the third day I invite you to come into my heart I make you my Lord and Savior Amen. This prayer, I just want to say congratulations. You have just entered the kingdom of God. You are born again. And if you said this prayer with us, please contact us. Send us an email and let us know so we can rejoice with you. And praise God with you for this new walk. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Remember, your best days are yet to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, family. That concludes another episode of Vision Through Broken Glasses. I'm Walter Carmichael, your host, and we want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Strong Arms Veteran Emergency Foundation. Save. That's right. Assisting veteran men and women who have served in the armed forces. Now, you can reach them again at www.redeemavet.org or catch them on the line at 785-341-4642. And we just want you to know, if you need someone to pray with you, if there's issues in your life and you just want someone to talk to and touch and agree with, that's going to speak God best over your life. Don't hesitate to go to the website, go down to the bottom of the page, of Strong Arm Veteran Emergency Foundation, fill out the form or call us. We'll be there for you. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. May his face continually shine upon you and give you peace. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>